Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Steel Nation Radio. I'm Mike Pelaya of SteelNationAssociation.com, covering the Steelers 24-7 while bringing you, Steeler fans, together in an effort to raise money for Children's Hospital of Pittsburgh. Please visit the site, read the articles, listen to these podcasts, join our contest, and help us raise money for the kids at the same time. And as you know by now, you can find me at SteelCityUnderground.com, where I contribute articles along with many, many other full-time columnists who have great opinions, thoughts, articles, podcasts, and so much more. So please go check us out at SteelCityUnderground.com. And last but not least, you know you can find me just about every week in the new Pittsburgh Courier. All right, so it's been a while. I have not uh, recorded in quite some time. It's certainly been quite some time since the Steelers lost their only playoff game to the Browns. Um a couple of weeks back at least at this point. Um, you know, I had a lot to think about after that game. I had a lot I wanted to say during that game and right after that game, some of which I will continue to say here, but I'm not going to beat a dead horse because it's on to the off season. But first and foremost, there are a couple of things I do want to just say about that game or perhaps maybe more so about how the season ended. And that's uh, one, that that loss was completely unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. And uh, yes, Ben Roethlisberger played a terrible game with his four interceptions, but he also had some really great plays and brought that team back into it at the same time. Now, without those turnovers, um, the pouncy high snap to start the game, the picks, etc., they probably win. So obviously, Ben has to take a significant amount of that blame. But... There's no way in hell that I'm going to let Mike Tomlin off the hook on this one. Once again, and I and I could have told you this right before week 17, he rested his starters, specifically Big Ben, and it backfired in the opening round of the playoffs. Roethlisberger traditionally, and I'm not going to sit here and look up the stats for all you geeks that are going to want to do that, but traditionally coming off of a bye week or a week off that he was given, does not start well the very first half of that next game, generally. You don't have to go too far back to that Jacksonville game a few years ago to see that, and this game kind of ended up being almost identical to that in the playoffs. And that's on Tomlin. I recognize that it was the idea to keep Ben healthy. Their position wasn't going to change. They were going to be third uh, in the conference, and they were fine with that, although technically they could have been playing for the two-seed. Um, they were fine with going in with the three. They couldn't be any worse. I get it. I get it. You had to play your starters at least a half in that last game of the regular season against Cleveland for a couple of reasons. One, just to keep them fresh and going. I don't think they needed that time off the way others do. But two, just to get ramped up to play the very same Browns the following week. It had been months, literally, since you had last played the Browns. Get your starters some reps against their ones. I don't care if you win or lose that game. That didn't matter, that part. But it what mattered was the following week, they came in and they smoked you. Because your ones were not ready to play their ones. Period. That's on Tomlin. His decisions throughout the game, the punning, the non-two-point conversion, ridiculous. Randy Fickner, thank God he's gone. That needed to happen. Nice man by all accounts, but he sucked as an offensive coordinator. Goodbye. See ya. 
it, it, it just it doesn't make any sense to keep those guys. But really, I know that this is going to touch a nerve with a lot of you guys. Tomlin needs to go. He preaches and preaches the standard is the standard. Well, the standard in Pittsburgh, as I know it to be defined, is going to and winning Super Bowls. It's been 10 years since they've gone to a Super Bowl. It's been 12 years since they've won the Super Bowl. Where's the standard exactly here? Because right now the standard is having late season collapses. And as far as I'm concerned, coaches that oversee late season collapses have to go. Don't give me all this crap about he's never had a losing season. I don't care. I don't care he's never had a losing season. He hasn't won a championship in 12 seasons. His second year in the league as a head coach. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl in 10. And since that Super Bowl that they appeared in and lost to the Packers, he's 3-7 and seven in the postseason. He started this year 11-0. They went 1-5 down the stretch, including that playoff loss, and they very well could have lost to the Colts in Week uh, 16 to go 0-6 down the stretch, not win the division, and end up being a wild card after the best start in franchise history. And people are beating down the doors to keep him as the coach? Are you insane? You are insane. I'm not saying he's a horrible coach. I'm saying the time is out here. If Andy Reid's time in Philadelphia can run up because after a while you just overstay your welcome, then the time in Pittsburgh for Mike Tomlin can run up. Andy Reid went to four straight AFC champ- uh, NFC Championship games. He went to a Super Bowl. He didn't win any of them, but he was a good coach. They won a lot of divisions there. But it was time for him to move on. He ends up in Kansas City, and then they go to multiple Super Bowls. Grant, he's got now got Mahomes, but the point is... Tomlin could probably have similar success with another team. But the time in Pittsburgh should be over. Stop beating down the doors for this guy. He's a nice guy. He's intelligent. He's a player's coach. That's fine. Never had a losing season? Fine. But he preaches the standard is the standard. And that standard is to win Super Bowls. And he hasn't done that in 12 years. (laughs) Sorry, guys. That's not living up to anything. Gotta go. Which brings me to Ben Roethlisberger. He has done so much for this team. And I'm not going to sit here and talk about the past. But the present, very much so, is that everybody wants to run him out of town. And during that game, I thought I wanted to run him out of town, too. But then when I looked at it, I'm taking his cap hit aside right now and... By the way, Art Rooney II has come out and said that Roethlisberger wants to return, but the team said he can if they can come to terms with a more team-friendly contract. And Roethlisberger has said he doesn't care what he gets paid, by the way. But everybody wants to get rid of him. And I look at his stats and I say, you know what? He threw for 3,800 yards, 33 touchdowns to only 10 interceptions. In an offense that couldn't run the freaking football, so everybody knew he was throwing. In an offense where it turns out when I really look at it, that Randy Fickner is the reason that Roethlisberger looked like he was struggling because he didn't allow him to throw downfield. Nobody thinks he can throw downfield anymore. But what did the second half of that Colts game in Week 16 and the second half of that Browns game in the playoff round tell you? It told you he can. He can. 
So much so that I think if he wanted to, and the team would have him, he could probably play a couple of more seasons. But everybody wants Deshaun Watts, and yeah, he's a great player, and it'd be great to bring him in for the next 10 to 12 years. It's not going to happen. What are they going to trade to get Deshaun Watson? They don't have that kind of capital. And I still don't believe that the Texans are going to be able to pull this off. Somehow, they're going to eat $68 million, which is what I understand it to be in terms of if they do trade Watson. I mean, the other team is going to have to pick up a lot of that, I guess. I don't know how that quite works. But what I have read multiple places is they will have to eat $68 million. So who cares if Deshaun Watson wants to be traded? One, he's a top two or three, maybe five at worst quarterback in the league. The Texans would be stupid to do that. Two, he's got several years left on his contract. Three, if I'm the Texans, I'm not eating $68 million. Fine, you can sit out and not get paid. Then I don't have to eat anything. But I'm not trading Deshaun Watson. I'll be shocked if that happens. So then everybody's on to Aaron Rodgers. Let's bring in Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's a, he's a stud. He's only one year older than, uh, one year younger, I should say, than Ben, first of all. Yes, he's better than Ben is, especially now. But I don't know how much time he's got left. He'd be a great addition. But he's about to win the MVP of the league. The Packers aren't trading him. He's not getting cut. What are you guys talking about? It's stupid. And then the last one that I've been hearing, of course, is let's trade for Matt Stafford. He's all right. I don't think he's an upgrade over Ben, quite honestly, even at this age for Ben. He'd be here longer. I think he's talented. I think he could definitely deliver the Steelers to the playoffs. I don't think he's going to take them to the promised land. I don't, I don't see the point of that. I don't know what you have to trade, but you have to trade something. I mean, yes, they need to draft his Ben's successor. Absolutely. Everybody wants to do that in the first round. Wrong. No, you don't do that in the first round. No, not this year. You're not getting one of the top guys at pick 24. You don't do it. You've got a pretty solid team still intact for the most part, especially on defense. You haven't been able to run the football in multiple seasons now. You go draft offensive line. Maybe a center if Pouncey chooses to retire, which I'm hearing he's going to do. You don't have to draft the quarterback of the future necessarily in round one. And you don't have to draft a rookie and then start him. Yes, you've got Mason Rudolph there. Could he fill in for a year? Sure. But is that going to make a difference in this team's progression to the promised land next year? No. No, it's not. So you bring Ben back. He can play. He can throw downfield. He needs a little protection and more so he needs a running game to allow him to do that. It's just ignorant, a lot of the stuff that I'm hearing, reading about, uh, he's got to go, he sucks, blah, 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 blah. No, that's not the answer. He's not the problem. Far from it, in fact. Coaching was a problem. They fixed that by getting rid of Fickner and high, up uh, promoting Canada. Great. Uh, they need to fix the offensive line. They need to fix the running game. They can do both of those through the draft and maybe some mid-tier free agents. That's how that goes. So, enough of that. Especially the Watson stuff. It's just stupid. Anyway, so what do they need to do with their current free agents? That's probably what I want to hit on the rest of this way. 
They've got several of them this year. We don't quite know what that cap number is going to be. We don't quite know what they're going to bring Ben down to, if they can work out some kind of an agreement, which I'm sure they will. But who should they keep? Can they keep them? Who should they absolutely let go? I'm going to go through some of those right now. So first of all, and I'm just going to kind of go through this list. I'm looking at Sport Rack, and it's sorted by their 2020 average salary. So I'm just going to go down the list based on that. You start with Bud Dupree. Everybody loves Bud Dupree. Can't speak. I love Bud Dupree. He's great. He's a sack machine. Coming off a pretty major injury, 28 years old. He was making $15.8 million this year. Sport Rack projects a four-year, $72 million, 18 per year average for him, even after the injury. John Clayton says he's a one-year, $6 million guy. I think that's a joke. I think Dupree coming back would be great. I don't think you have to worry about that too much. I like Highsmith, the rookie who filled in for him before he was out. Um, as his next you know, guy up and his replacement, if you can keep Dupree cheap, do it. If not, it's time to go, unfortunately. Let's move up to Highsmith. Let's draft another linebacker and move on from there. Avery Williamson, inside linebacker they traded for from the Jets. Didn't play him that much. He's decent, 29 years old. If they can keep him at a reasonable price, I'd sign up for that. But you are getting Devin Bush back. Spillane should be back and healthy again, I hope. Um, so you probably move on. Vance McDonald retired, so we move on from that. Alejandro Villanueva, 33. Big Al, done a lot for this team, but he's been pretty terrible the last couple of seasons, this year especially. Goodbye. Matt Filer. 29 years old. I think if you can bring him back on a reasonable deal, you do it. Um, you know, he plays on the other side. Dotson comes in and plays. And and there you go. You start to rebuild that line a little bit. But Dotson, another thing that they did in the playoff, by the way, don't get me started there. They benched their best offensive lineman because Filer comes back from injury. That was stupid. Mike Hilton, everybody's fan favorite. He's a pretty solid nickel corner. Made $3.2 million this past year. He's going to be worth a lot more than that uh, on the open market. If you can keep him, great. I'm not as in love with Hilton as a lot of people are. So unless you can keep him cheap for only a couple of years, he can go. Because I'm definitely moving more towards keeping um, Sutton. And I'll talk about that in a minute. Tyson Alu-Alu, I think he had a great year. He's a little bit older, 34. I think you can bring him back relatively cheap, and I think they will, and they should. Zach Banner. As we go down the list here, another tackle. You could probably get him cheap. He was supposed to be the starter this year before he got hurt in the opener. Um, I think, you know, if you can bring him back cheap, you do it. That helps rebuild the line. But if not, you don't. I, I'm not really in love with all of his, his Twitter content and the things that everybody else loves. Uh, so I could care less either way. But if you can bring him back, sure. Cassius March, see ya. Juju. Juju only made a million dollars this year. People love to hate on Juju. Why? Yeah, I mean, I, some of the social media stuff, you know, dancing on the logo, whatever. He did it, whatever. It's not why they lost. He's a good guy. He's not Antonio Brown. Stop with those comparisons. He's a young kid. He's only 25 years old, by the way. He's been in the league now for multiple seasons. Most have been good, with the exception of the one year where Duck and Mason were throwing to him, and he also got hurt. He had 97 catches this year. He is a possession receiver. He converted so many third downs into first downs. 
he is the top receiver on this team. Yes, they've got Claypool and they've got Deontay Johnson and they've got Washington. That's great. And they could draft somebody. But if they can find a way to keep Juju, that would be fantastic. I don't think they can keep him at a reasonable price. So I do think they're going to have to let him walk. But I would love to see him stay. But more importantly, I would love to see all the hate for this guy go away. It makes no sense. He does so much for the community. He he actually cares. And like I said, he's not A.B. Don't paint him with that brush. Stop. Sean Davis, they brought him back this year. He can go. He didn't do anything. I don't care. Jordan Berry, they'll probably bring him back. They can upgrade at punter. I'd take it. I don't really care either way. Chris Wormley, they traded for the guy from Baltimore. The defensive tackle was supposed to be a big help. He sucked. He didn't do anything. Goodbye. Jordan Dangerfield, free safety, 31 years old. Yeah, if you can bring him back cheap, fine. But again, I don't care. Cam Sutton, 26. I thought he played great at corner when he played. I think he's an impact player. I think, in fact, you could potentially release Joe Hayden, who's at $15 million annually, and put Cam Sutton in there and not miss a beat. That's how much I think of this guy. And I know everybody says it's Hilton or Sutton. Um, I'm taking Sutton all day, every day. I think he's better. He's more physical. I think he's just a bigger playmaker, and he's a couple years younger. If you can find a way to keep both, great. But it's Sutton all the way for me. James Conner, great story. I'm glad you played at Pitt. I know you're from Erie, PA. Have fun at your next team. I have no interest in even talking to James Conner about coming back. None. He's hurt all the time. He's just not that good. See ya. Ray Ray McLeod, he's a restricted free agent. I think they can bring him back relatively cheap. I think he made some good plays in the kick return and punt return game. I think he can be an extra receiver, and I'd like to see him back. Gerald Hawkins at tackle? Sure, we can bring him back. Josh Dobbs? I don't think he's going to be back. Um, I would love to see him back, but I don't think he's going to be back. Now that they signed Dwayne Haskins, you've got Mason Rudolph. Ben looks like he's going to be coming back. Um, doesn't mean they can't sign Dobbs and then, you know, maybe cut Haskins if things don't work out in camp because Haskins has no guarantees here. But I think Haskins has a spot. Rudolph has his spot. Ben has his spot. They all appear to only be here for a year under the current scenario. But I would find a way to bring back Josh Dobbs. He's intelligent. He actually helped Ben Roethlisberger a lot more than any other quarterback on that team. He's literally a rocket scientist. And he's a good guy. You need more of those in the on the uh, team. And quite frankly, the guy can play quarterback. And now if we go back to the playoffs again, by the way, they should have utilized Dobbs on some of those third and fourth and ones. They did it the prior week with first Cleveland. Why do you not do that in the game where you need it the most? And then Robert Splane. Um, I think that they'll bring him back. He made 540000 this year. Um I think that they'll bring him back. And I thought he made a good impact and he's good depth. And that's what I think they need to do. Now, what else they need to do? They need to draft well. They need to draft multiple offensive linemen. They need to draft a running back. They need to probably draft a quarterback. Not necessarily Ben's replacement, but just to have someone under contract past next year. And, uh, you know, probably some linebacker depth. But we'll dig more into that in a future podcast. It's been a while, so I wanted to just kind of get some of that off my chest, wrap it up a little bit here, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens coming down the stretch, and I will talk to you next time.